Hi, this is Brad from Pro Wrestling Junkies, and today's guest hails from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. She began wrestling in 2012 in Canada, as well as the United States, and works both female and intergender matches. She's wrestled for Prairie Wrestling Alliance, High Impact Wrestling, Real Canadian Wrestling, Canadian National Wrestling Alliance, Pure Power Wrestling, and many more. She's held the HIW Canadian Grand Championship, the PPW Cruiserweight Championship, as well as the RCW Women's Championship. She shared the ring with the likes of Sammy Hall, Giselle Shaw, Rhea Von Slasher, Tessa Blanchard, Bobby Sharp, Chris Parrish, Thunder Rosa, to name a few. In 2014, she was named to the PWI Top 50 Females list. To put that in perspective, I've never been added to the list, and that's prior to 2014. Anyways, let me introduce my guest, the person that I'm endorsing to be the next president of the United States of America, Kat Von Hees. I take that back. Awesome. I, that was that that was for somebody else. Oh, I do okay. welcome my guys. Well, now I'm disappointed. Um, so, I'm, again, we'll we'll see where this goes. Who knows? Right. Would it make uh, you more comfortable if I was wearing a mask or face covering, or do you think that this distance is enough where we're playing it safe? I think we're playing it safe. I think we're okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's get going then. Um, so, have you you wrestled over the summer or since the end of March? Um, yes, I wrestled um, a couple times. Like I'm actually living in Edmonton, Alberta now. Okay. And um, I went back to Winnipeg a few times to work for CWE Wrestling, which is where I kind of started. Okay. And so I've had the opportunity to get in the ring probably like four times, I think, since the the summer. So it hasn't been too frequent. But do you, are um, they are there like any precautions that are taken like that aren't during normal? times like do you guys have to hit like take your temperature or take a COVID test or anything before you start before um, you wrestle no they just kind of like they have a limit of like people that can be in the building so that's including staff um you know and the the wrestlers themselves so we've had like to move the the, the locker room somewhere else so that we're not really in the venue oh okay and, um we just kind of come out for our matches and then head back to the the locker room after the fact mm -hmm. um there really is no like meet and greet um per se except yeah. for, like in a small town we had like kind of it where it was distanced and okay. all the tables that were, were moved uh per the bar's instruction so Oh. You know, there was X's and stuff. So everything was like, and we, we had the health inspector come out for both of them and he was okay with everything. Okay, that's fine. So let's go back in time. Um, day you were born, how was that? No, let's it was get past so that. <laughs> it was so hot out. <laughs> um, no, uh, so you grew up in, in uh, Winnipeg? Yes, yes. And is everybody a hockey, does everybody play hockey? No, um, no. I can't skate to save my life. Um, oh. I know it's it's so un-Canadian of me. Do you um, have siblings? I have one sibling. And d does d does that person know how to skate? She can. Yes. She can. Okay. Go on. <laughs> I yeah. try to see where the paths <laughs> took off. Yeah, we just we just went different directions. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I played field hockey, uh, oh, which okay. is kind of like hockey, soccer, and golf mixed into one sport. Yeah, very physical. Yeah, so kind of hockey, but no, like I liked it, but it was never really like my favorite sport. So I mm -hmm. mean, I feel so un-Canadian saying that, but um, like I mean, like I like the Jets, you know, go yeah, yeah. team. <laughs> um, but other than that, I I kind of gravitated towards like more intent, like like physical sports in the sense like grappling and and fighting and like even football. I liked a little bit more. So oh, okay, and did uh, were were you like more of like a tomboy? No, actually, no. like 
always been more um, like it's funny. My dad really wanted to have sons, but he got two <laughs> girls. So um, he kind of tried to like make us change motors with him <laughs> and all that stuff. And we would rebel, and I did like in one ear, out the other. And uh, but I was always into wearing dresses, and I always got into mom's makeup bag and all that stuff. But you know, I mean, I guess I turned into a wrestler, so he got it. Some somewhat of what he wanted, a little bit. I mean, I wrestled the guys, so. Oh, okay. So he's yeah, it's very close. I'm close. I yeah, mean. I mean, if you really want to do it, you just cut your hair real short and yeah, you know, get him bad well, glasses. I did, that. I did that one time. My mom cut my hair when I was younger, and my dad. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. so upset. He was yeah. so upset. My mom's like, here, let me uh, let me cut your hair. I did your stepdad's. My stepdad has probably three or four hairs on his head. I'm like, mom, oh, it's a lot different, you know? And yeah, he's not yeah. trying to impress anybody. You know, he's retired. <laughs> so where along the way did you um, get hooked on wrestling? Um, I actually uh, would go to like a babysitter's kind of like before and after school. Mm -hmm. And he was a big wrestling fan. So he would always have it on because my... My parents didn't have the channels to watch wrestling. Mm -hmm. So that was where I was first introduced to it. And um, his son was a big fan and stuff. So I kind of started watching it there and I was really intrigued by it. And I mm -hmm. think what really got me hooked was that was when China was on TV. And I just saw her being like different, you know, mm -hmm. like standing out. And I was like, cool, like there's someone that like doesn't look like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I started to like relate to her a lot. So I think that's where I really got hooked to it. Um, when I was a kid, but then because I stopped going there after being older, like mm -hmm. um, being able to stay home, I couldn't really watch it for a few years. Okay. Um, and that was like pre-internet, uh, <laughs> like data, all that stuff that was like sure. dial up. So <laughs> there was no YouTube. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I got back into it. I can't remember where it was, but I was watching like the Mick Foley, Randy Orton feud mm -hmm. um, way back. And I started watching that and then I got hooked on Chris Jericho, and then that was the end of it, you know? So I fell then, in love. It then went in your head that you're just like, you know what? I'm going to pursue this. Um, well, I think I, uh, to be honest with you, I, I struggled a lot with confidence um, mm -hmm. back then. I mean, I've always been, like, a broader woman. Like, I've never been a petite girl. Mm -hmm. And so I struggled with a lot of, like, body image issues. So I always looked at, like, oh, I can't do this. Like, this isn't for me. Like, mm -hmm. I'll, just I'll just appreciate it. And um, so when I was in grade 10, like I had tried out for so many sports teams, like, like volleyball, um, basketball, and I'm like, I'm not naturally good at those. Okay. So I'd never made any teams. And then I saw like a wrestling poster for like an amateur wrestling uh, team mm -hmm. or club. And I was like, well, maybe I could do this. You know, like it feels like that would be more welcoming. So I showed up and um, I just, I the coach kind of just took me under his wing. Like he saw that there was potential. Uh -huh. And so he helped me lose like 85 pounds. Um, during, was that like, awful? I uh, know. Like, actually I was probably the, like, I don't think I did it the best way. Like I tell people now to not do what I did. Okay. Um, because I didn't understand what I was doing. And uh -huh. like, uh, it was good for weight cutting, you know, for, uh, like getting ready for a fight. Yeah. But it's not something you should like keep doing continuously for months on end. Okay. Because that basically turned into a, an eating disorder essentially for me. Were you sad during this whole time as far as like not being able to eat like the foods you mm -hmm. like and... No, because I think I was so sick of being the person I was like Got where it. I was held back by something mm -hmm. that I like 
like that for once I was able to do what I wanted to do. So I like, sure. you know, I competed in wrestling and then all of a sudden I played like, I made the guys football team briefly. Like I was just, I tried out and I felt accepted by them and then I got injured so I couldn't really play. Did you ever get but, a chance to hit someone on the field? Um, in scrimmages, yes. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. They also destroyed me as well, but okay, it was whatever. fun. It, pre <laughs> it prepared me for, for wrestling. Absolutely. Um, but then I, I was like, I wasn't now like trying out for teams as much. I was getting picked for teams. Like people were like seeking me out. Um, like I was at track practice and I was always good at shot put and discus. Uh -huh. And this guy's like, oh, you're that, like, you're on my team. And I was like, what, what are you coaching track? And he's uh -huh. like, no, you're on my dragon boat team. And I was like, I don't, I don't remember signing up for this at all. <laughs> he's like, no, like the girls nominated you cause we needed one more girl. And I just put you on the team. And I was like, all right, sure. So like, it was nice to finally be like sought after as opposed yeah. to like, trying so hard to be accepted and like just being given the chance to do something if someone gave me the tools that like, I think what I was doing, like, like you know, not eating the foods that I like and probably not eating enough at all. Yeah. Um, didn't seem like a problem because my, my brain was like, no, this is way better. Like I like this person. Uh -huh. um, it wasn't until like, I like, I lost a lot more and, um, like the doctors are like, hey, like you, like you now are looking sickly. Like, how did you do this? Yeah. And uh, then that's when they're like, hey, like this, they diagnosed me with type two bulimia, essentially. Okay. okay. So it's um, over exercising for under eating. Okay. So, cause I was getting up and I was doing cardio for an hour in the morning. I would do cardio or weights at lunch if I didn't have choir. Mm -hmm. And then I would play two sports. Um, practices back to back after school if not I would do one sport and the gym every day so I was did doing you, six to ten hours of workouts every day how did you feel inside like during this time it must have been kind of crazy yeah like it, it like at first again like super happy like I felt like I was becoming a new person yeah. mm -hmm. and but then you realize like crap like I'm now going down a different path that's also negative so you struggle with like okay well what's the right way like when i was big people didn't accept me but when i was like like this people were like oh you're sick and so you just struggle constantly with yeah. like trying to find that right path and so i think now that i work in like the health industry um you know i try to tell people like you're always going to have your ups and downs and mm -hmm. life um, life comes at you and sometimes you're not perfect but sure. Um, the best thing you can do is try to be the best version of yourself and, and don't beat yourself up when you're having a hard time because it happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. So I like being able to share like, hey, I made this mistake, don't do this because you pay for it later. Like I like being able to share that story yeah. to my clients, so. It's a way of giving yeah. back, you know, to, to life. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. how did you hook up with a trainer and start training to be a pro wrestler? So back in the days of MySpace, <laughs> yeah, totally. um, aging myself, um, <laughs> I started like talking to people and I saw like some wrestlers online. So I started like adding them and kind of like chatting on MySpace. And mm -hmm. I met um, Danny Duggan out of CWE in Winnipeg and um, John Cutler at the time was still wrestling. Okay. And so I talked to them and then one day I just ran into them at the, the Y. Mm -hmm. So we kind of became good like, acquaintances friends at the time and um years later danny started his own company so i kind of would always go to the shows with my sister uh -huh. and um i would always go to the after parties and hang out with everybody so a lot of the guys became like good friends of mine or like close how old are you at this point 
20, like 1920. Okay. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I think I just was like, hey, like, what do I need to do to like start doing this? And there really was no schools in Winnipeg at the time. Mm -hmm. So I, at one point was looking to go to Ontario um, to, and Johnny Devine was actually running that school at the time. Okay. Um, I, I think I sent an email and I, I don't know if I heard back or like it was like, a, I didn't have the answer that they wanted or something like that. I just didn't really pursue that. Mm -hmm. And uh, then there was like Lance's camp, but I looked at the prices and I was like, I'm, you know, 19 years old, like moved out on my own. I don't mm -hmm. have $4,000 right now in my bank account. So um, I just kept in touch with the guys and the guys were like, hey, like we're starting up a school and Mentolo is going to be the head trainer. So I waited that out. We started in June of 2011. Um, okay. I had already had like a quick... Uh, stint as a ref for them and I had wrestled one match kind of more shoot I suppose because I had my shoot background okay and uh, I started training in June and then the school unfortunately had to close down in December what did you do to make it close down um, <laughs> I, I broke everything you, broke you know it. I turned into She-Hulk and just <laughs> destroyed everything uh, happens at work all the time I always feel like I'm gonna get in trouble for breaking everything <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, um, it closed down, and then um, I was offered a spot on the Tony Candelo Death Tour. Oh wow! And so I talked to Mental. I said, "Hey, like, I think this is the best way to kind of like just keep fresh because until the, like we find a new spot for the school and stuff." And um, yeah, like you're like I'll never forget it. It was like we went out, and I was like, I just knew that usually when you're newer or um, when you're earlier on the card, they kind of give you like five eight minutes mm -hmm. right with a time limit like they sure. don't like like you to go forever and so i just was like hey like what do you want from from me like in terms of timing and and i was just trying to be super professional mm -hmm. and um he's like oh 20 minutes and then he just walked away 20 <laughs> minutes I, was, I know i was just like i don't know what to do <laughs> like like started having like a anxiety attack because it's like my first like i'd say show show as like as a trained like yeah. wrestler, uh -huh. and, 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 and like, I would say trained in such a like a loose term because I feel like I still need everybody always needs training, but like needed a lot tra more training at that point. Uh -huh. um, I, it was Bambi Hall was my opponent, and she was still I think only three or eight months in somewhere in that range, so it wasn't like I was working. Um, yeah, with a so ring veteran. Like, right, so we were both like twenty minutes, like freaking out, like oh my god. So and then. We were, I think we were second or third match. And first match comes back and they're like, post broke, don't use the ropes. Oh my <laughs> and God. I was like, uh -huh. um, so we had to have a 20 minute ish match using no ropes for my first show. Is it, does somebody have this on video? No, actually, someone did. And when I asked them for it, I guess their computer had crashed and they uh -huh. lost everything. Oh my God. Um, so and that was your first it, match? That was my first like official Train. like match out. Yeah, so February 8th, 2012 was in, uh, I wanna say Cold Lake, Manitoba. And were you, so like on the, the morning of your first show, you know, as a trained uh, professional wrestler, when you wake up in the morning, are you thinking about the match right away? Um, In some ways, but we actually had to do a 10 and a half hour drive to get there. Oh, so you had plenty of time to think about so it. So we had plenty of time, but then we had to like set up, 
um, and like you put up the merch tables, you put up the ring, um, you set up the chairs, and then it's like you basically it's showtime. Mm-hmm. And then like you've got the adrenaline, and like my friend um, whom I met when I was in a band program, uh-huh. uh, he was also a huge wrestling fan, but he um, he followed the music avenue as opposed to the wrestling avenue. Mm-hmm. So he was just producing music at the time, like just like just getting started with those um, uh, those systems. Sure. So he made me entrance music. So oh, cool. I was super, yeah, I was super pumped. I had the CD. I was like, yes, I'm gonna have my first match with my first, like a new song. Uh-huh. And uh, um, I was wearing a Jushin Liger inspired outfit. Cool. And um, I'm waiting for my music to play and like nothing. So I'm getting really anxious. I'm like, where's my music? Like, I'm just like freaking out. I'm getting more and more anxious. And I'm like, uh-huh. you know what? If it doesn't play in five seconds, <laughs> I'm just going. And like, as soon as I stepped through the curtain, like someone played All Shook Up by Elvis. And I was like, I, I, I kind of look like a red Power Ranger uh, coming out to Elvis. Oh my God. Perfect. That's well, like it makes for a great story at the very it's least. Perfect. Did you have like yeah. a walk all set up for your like your new entrance music? No, I, I like, I think I had like a bit of like a jump thing kind of uh-huh. going because it was like, metal-esque okay um but no i i I don't think i really had time to prepare because i got it so close to the to the tour Mm -hmm. um because i was asked to go i want to say like second week of january and it was two and a half weeks long and we had to leave like the beginning of february okay like two three weeks to like get gear get boots get like packed get enough food for the road Mm -hmm. like like and then like just mentally prepare and then like, you know, figure out the gym stuff. I brought all my workout equipment with me. Like I was, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. I was just so anxious. How old were you when you like went on the road? I guess that was 2012. So that was like eight, I would have been 21, I suppose. Were were you going out with other female wrestlers like on the road or like male wrestlers? And were your parents nervous uh, sending you out? It was just, yeah, it was just Bambi, and then the rest of it were guys. Okay. Um, and, and your parents weren't nervous about a young girl out on the road? Um, I think my dad would very much say, like, uh, they should be scared of me. Oh, okay. Perfect. I think, yeah, my dad was never really worried about That says about a lot. That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so at what point did you, did you get into, like, intergender matches? Um, I would say, like, after CNWA, like, I mean, like, before it, I guess, because, like, you know, whenever CNWA wasn't running, mm-hmm. um, and I was doing like spot shows elsewhere, or if I would go back to Winnipeg, there wasn't really any girls, so mm-hmm. I would work um, guys. But then once CNWA kind of folded, um, and we weren't getting the same type of talent shift from BC and, and Saskatchewan and stuff, mm-hmm. there really was no women. So I was just put in that situation of working guys. Um, so at first I played it like, you know, I treated it differently because it should be. It is, mm-hmm. it's not the same type of psychology as a regular. And you have um, to change your style? Yeah, like not so much my style. Like I think like the aggression I have still is there, but mm-hmm. like in terms of like, you know, if you get hit, punched by a guy in the face, it's different than if a girl punched you in the face, right? Mm-hmm. I treat it, um, or so I treat it differently. I guess it depends on the guy. Yeah, Because <laughs> uh, I've been hit by some girls that I would, you know, um, hmm. 
uh, arguably harder than guys. But uh, yeah, I just, it became really frequent. So to one year where there was like, I'd say 75% of my matches were with men. Mm -hmm. um, and it became, it was like that for a couple years. Um, and then there was a wave of new girls um, but even then it came to a point where like they would either like move away or they wouldn't stick it out. So then mm -hmm. I would go back to wrestling guys. So um, I kind of just built up a reputation, especially in Western Canada, where like when I walk out and there's a guy, like people don't question it, I suppose. They don't go, they don't treat it like, oh, she's just a girl wrestling yeah, a guy. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Pat wrestling this guy. Like there's a competition. Like, yeah, like they're, they're, like, it's, it's evenly matched. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I was wrestling, I was training in uh, Can-Am with uh, Scott Demore and Johnny okay. Devon in 2016. And they, um, we had practice matches and they were like, uh, we want you to wrestle Moose. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, as a heel. So I was like, oh my God. Um, so like, you know, it was, that for me was a challenge. Cause I mean, yes, like if I came out in a show wrestling a guy like him, mm -hmm. It would be like again a small girl coming out for the first time wrestling a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. Like you know? it's so like almost gimmicky. Yeah. So like we I had to really think outside the box for like me and him at both like this was a first situation for both of us because uh -huh. even when I'm working with the guys, they're like there's some that were bigger than me, um, but like not that uh-huh. Like, like there was <laughs> that big of a discrepancy in size. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it was so much fun. Like we had, like I had a great time wrestling him, and it was uh, the story we told was really cool. I was really proud of it. So, yeah. Oh, that I mean, that's awesome. You're you're basically wrestling like a giant. You know? Yeah, essentially someone I from guess Middle Earth. Girls feel like me, like when they wrestle me. Like I guess when, um, like girl, like small, tiny little girls come up to me, they're mm -hmm. like. That's my, I, now I guess I'm like I feel like I understand how they feel now. Yeah, yeah, it puts you in perspective. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do do wrestlers or you yourself get jealous of other wrestlers um, who might also be like your friends? I suppose yeah, you I you do see it. Mm -hmm. um, I think like it's you you have to have a bit of an ego in in any sport. Mm -hmm. So like part of it is like at first you might either be like jealous or whatever but it's not really like jealous it's like I for me like uh take Giselle Shaw for example mm -hmm. like um I'm what I am I envious of what she, like how she's been able to just like she just like picks up her life and goes okay. and she's that like she's that type of person where like she sees something she wants it she goes and she's a big risk taker which is something that you need and mm -hmm. I now realizing I know myself a little bit more I'm not as big of a risk taker you know, okay. like I don't just like, I don't like put all my eggs in the basket, which is good in some cases, but like sometimes for wrestling, you need to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, like, I'm not jealous of her. I'm so happy for her. And I'm so proud of everything that like she's accomplished. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a moment where like, yeah, you're like, wow, I wish I could do that too. And it might kind of come across as jealousy, but then you like, most of us kind of realize like we're happy for our peers that mm -hmm. that get those opportunities but i would say like i've seen it like i've seen people kind of like have almost like passive aggressive rivalries over yeah. people's successes and it doesn't the way i look at it is like no matter how jealous you are about their situation it isn't going to change your situation unless you mm -hmm. do something you know so there's no point in being jealous and upset about it unless you're willing to 
do exactly what they did to get there. Yes, yes, the amount of work you put in. Yeah, or like right place, right time, that always has a factor in- Or you know someone who knows someone. Yeah, exactly, but that's every industry as a whole. Yeah, exactly, that's life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm gonna let you go in two minutes. I'm gonna first ask you five random non-wrestling related questions. They're just yes or no. You can say yes or no, you can elaborate, whatever. Are you ready? Yes. Do you have a favorite body part? Yes. Okay. Have you ever had ice cream for breakfast? Yes, definitely. Okay. For (laughs) $1,700, would you eat a spoonful of sand? No. Okay. Have you ever given a police officer the middle finger? No. And have you ever driven a car into a lake? No. Okay. All right. You you pass. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll make all I'll take all the official uh, documents and get those sent in. But you, you're you're golden. When and where are you cool. going to be Thank appearing you. next? Awesome. Besides your job on Monday. Um. Where, where... <laughs> um. As of right now, I'm scheduled to wrestle in St. Albert. Um. Alberta, which is just outside of Edmonton for CWE Wrestling on October 24th. Okay, so you got some time. Yeah. Oh, can I ask you one last question? I'm sorry. Yes. What's your most expensive piece of ring gear? Uh, my one outfit was like $550, oh, like wow. my jacket, and then my one piece suit, yeah. And do you get to design it? Like you'd like kind of sketch out and then someone runs with that? Yeah, I haven't had very much luck with gear makers in the past. So mm-hmm. this one was like, I'd say like the suit I didn't really care for, like it didn't come out how I expected. Okay. But the jacket is something that I still use to this day, but I have a new gear maker. So um, with this one, yeah, like I've kind of given her a concept mm-hmm. and she sketches it and then she, like we kind of just go back and forth. Is it and awesome the day it shows up and you get to try it on? Yeah, like, unfortunately, the, the last couple times that's happened, I've um, been very disappointed. And oh. so I've actually had backup gear. Oh, uh, so it's not like you can return the stuff you don't like, right? No, I've had one, the last time I had a suit made, it um, it had tassels in places, it should not have tassels. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I think, I, I'm not gonna let my imagination go too far, but I think I have an idea. Yeah, and I just like got it and I was like, what? It was like a one piece like pantsuit and I kind of wanted something like somewhat like what Natalia and Beth Phoenix wears, like kind of like that style. Uh And it was like long sleeve, like long legs, like there was like no mesh, like nothing appealing about it at all. It was like not even a shiny like metallic black. It was just black with like Uh a random blue patch around the stomach and then tassels in said spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I, like, I put it on, it was misshapen. It was like big (laughs) in the knees. And I was like, I cannot go out in this show wearing this. Like I can't do this. Like do you feel like if you you don't go out in it, the designer is gonna get offended? Yeah, well, I, I called her, I said, girl, this is like not what I asked for and not what I paid for. So she actually remade it and it was better, but like she made it with like sweater material. I don't really know. It, it was so off and you know what? I just kind of gave up at that point. I was like, I'll wear this for from occasion or use pieces of it, but uh-huh. um, 
I think I finally found like someone that like, cause she's also a wrestler. So she wears gear. Oh, she okay. So like she understands like it needs to be able to move. It needs to be able to catch your attention from a distance, that kind of thing. So uh -huh. uh, she's also done gear for a lot of the people that I've worked with and a lot of people in the area. So I've seen her work and I'm like, okay. So like, I trust Yes, you're her, comfortable like, with that. Yes. All right. Well, I suppose I have to go attend to my children now. Um, oh, we yeah. didn't make any type of verbal contract of you taking over there. Um, no, sorry, you're stuck with them. But I would like to talk to you again sometime, and maybe yes. we'll explore that a little further. Just keep in mind, two brown-haired kids, they don't eat much. Okay. Just keep it in well, mind. We'll talk I'll again. I'll make room. Yeah, so let's talk again after your match in at the end of October. Okay, that sounds good. All right, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You have a great night and be safe and healthy and we'll talk soon. Thank you, you too. All right, thanks. Thanks, bye-bye.